Hey everyone, thanks for uh, joining us today on Living 904. Today we have a great guy, uh, the name of Josh Kraftchik. Uh, Josh is going to talk to us today about finances. Uh, also, he's been uh, a blogger. He started blog. He started three businesses, all in the finance industry. Uh, so please welcome Josh to the show. What's up, Nick? Hey, Josh. Happy to be hey, here. Man. Awesome, man. Of course. Happy Festivus, Merry Happy. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever, whatever you may celebrate. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you've got, well, you're already in the season. You got to show us the, uh, the sweater though. Hopefully you've oh, won yeah, that. I got to. Yes. There you go. Yeah. I love warm hugs. <laughs> so you build a you snow, the, you want... did you win the ugly yeah. sweater contest with that? No, dude, this thing's beautiful. I'm not winning <laughs> no ugly sweater contest. <laughs> this awesome. thing's glorious. Yes. Awesome. Well, Josh, uh, so I found you, I actually found you on Facebook. Um, and, you know, a guy who's in finances doing videos and you do them daily, it looks like, um, just out there educating people in your area here in the 904 area. And I thought, what better guy, you know, to have, especially to talk about finances. And as, as you said, you're the unconventional money guy. So can you go into what that means? Yeah. So unconventional money guy, um, nothing I do and nothing I've done in my life has been a quote unquote conventional. I mean, I came from a divorced family and money was always uh, an issue. You had one parent, um, my father paying child support and then had my mom receiving the child support. And I was always the, uh, the kid in the middle yeah. who had to uh, deal with those sort of situations. So it's crazy to see what money can do to people and how much stress it can cause people. And it can literally ruin relationships. And I never thought I would be in the financial industry. It all happened on accident because I actually went to Florida State University and um, I received my degree in actuarial science, which is the uh, study of risk using statistics. So yeah. I'm supposed to work for an insurance company, um, crunching all the numbers and figuring out how much everyone's supposed to be paying for uh, health insurance, life insurance, things like that. And without going into all the details, um, there's a story that comes to mind. I was with a friend of mine and he was asking, like, we we're out to lunch. I think we we're at Sierra Grill. Love that place. Oh, yeah. So good. And uh, I don't know anyone that doesn't like Sierra Grill. And he was asking me, he's like, so Josh, like if I invest money with you, like, you know, what can I get? And I asked him, I was like, so, um, you know, what are you looking to accomplish? And what is a lot of people say is I'm looking to make as much money as humanly possible. Yeah. I mean, and I like go, well, um, yeah, of course. So uh, I'm always thinking differently and unconventionally. So I said to him, I said to my friend, I go, well, listen, like if you're looking to make as much money as possible, um, you should take the money that you want to invest with me and reinvest that into your business because mm -hmm. your business is going to be make a lot more money than I can make you in the stock market. And if you're looking to increase your returns, then that's where you should be putting your money. And he was like, yeah. you're right, Josh, that makes sense because <laughs> I'm always thinking, I'm always thinking, how do I help someone and how do I educate them on the best ways to grow their wealth? Because if I help someone to think differently and they can do better then yeah. when they have more money than they have today, I can help them do other things rather than 
a lot of people just go for the low hanging fruit and like, yeah, I could definitely help you. Let's do this, 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 rather than I'm more of, I'm thinking of the long game, not the short game. I want to, you know, be doing big things. Yeah. So now when, when that happened, were you still just doing investments or were you, um, were you, uh, taking care of, um, or handling people's money or were you doing the number crunching? Like you said at that time, um, for my friend or professionally in that, in that time period, when that happened, was that, um, was that happening? Sorry. When, when that was happening, was, were you currently in investments or were you, you know, were you doing number crunching? Um, no, I was, I was in the investing game. I've been in the investing game ever since school. So, um, I actually bought my first stock when I was eight. Um, so I was one of those kids that, uh, came home from school, like ride my bike home from elementary school, come home, go on Yahoo and like check the stock market. And I'd be like, I made a dollar. I lost a quarter. (laughs) I made a nickel. So I was like, always that kid. So I've been watching the stock market. I'm 30 now. So, I mean, that's like 22 years of watching the stock market. And the first stock that I purchased was, uh, the happiest place on earth. So okay. um, they were trading at like $25, $26 a share. And now they're up to like $175 a share, um, which is pretty crazy. And I'm not sure if they split or not, but uh, it's just something that's part of my daily life, man. Like like you need oxygen to breathe. I need the stock market to uh, pay <laughs> attention to. It's just part of my DNA now. Yeah. Yeah. So, and again, you know, so sticking with your name, you know, unconventional money guy, I mean, you, obviously you're, you're okay with turning down business in the degree because your goal is to help people. I mean, the other side of it too, is you're out there trying to educate everybody, you know? So you, so, you know, like your blog, for example, like where did the inspiration come? The And what's the name again? So that we know. Uh, the name of the blog, it used to be called the millennial slackers guide. Um, I recently changed the name to the millennials guide because too many people got turned off by the word slacker. But my intention was that people think millennials are slackers. So I was looking to make it an oxymoron, but a play on words. Um, But some people found that too negative. So in order to expand my reach, um, I decided to drop the slacker and just call it the millennials guide. Um, Because in business, it's super important to realize what you might think is cool doesn't matter if you're the people that you're looking to educate don't think it's cool. Yeah. So you really have to, t- you know, take yourself out of the equation and think, what do the people want? And you have to give the people what they want. Otherwise, no one's going to listen to your podcast. No one's going to buy a mortgage from you. No one's going to do investing with you. No one's going to want to hang out with you if you yeah. just are, you know, not conveying a message that people want to be a part of. And the whole idea of the blog is to educate people on adult subjects so that they don't get taken advantage of. And we focus on business, money, health, relationships, basically everything they don't teach you in school. Because if you ever go to high school or to college and you enter into the real world, um, there are all walks of life when you go in the real world. You may be working a job that someone's twice your age is doing. And when you're younger, you think, oh, shit, like I'm 22, I'm 25. This person's 50. I'm doing the same job that someone twice my age is doing. Like, And then you start thinking, you're like, what am I like? is that, that's weird. Like it just feels a little off because when you're in school, um, everyone's pretty much the same age. Everyone is at least decently smart because you're going to the same school. Um, but when you walk into the, uh, the real world, you get slapped in the face and realize that, uh, people aren't as happy as you thought. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's true. It's true. There's a lot more realities out there that, you know, and it's funny yeah. that you say that, like that term adulting started to get popular and it's, you know, our generation really grabbed that because, you know, it it's stuff that that's our reality and we don't, nobody preps you for it. So. No. Um, I mean, you go to school and you learn, like for me, I learned all about statistics and math and I came out with so much energy. I was like ready to take over the world. Like I got my first job. I'm like, let's go. I'm ready to rock this, yeah. rock this boat. And then you realize like people don't like that because you come out with all this energy and all these ideas. And then, you know, you meet someone that's been at this job for 10 years and they're stuck in it because they think they're stuck when in reality they can leave at any time, yeah. but they want that sense of security of getting that paycheck. But when you realize that um, big faceless organizations don't care about you, um, and a <laughs> pandemic hits, um, the last thing that the company's thinking of is, yeah, we care about Nick. We got to keep him on payroll. Um, that's the last thing they're thinking about because they got to protect the business um, from failing. That's their number one objective, especially when uh, COVID-19 took over the global stage. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, on COVID, I mean, you know, my industry has changed a lot. Um, I know, you know, I've got a lot of friends in the restaurant industry. I mean, in the finance industry, I mean, you know, and as you, you're a guy who know, understands risk. I mean, what do you, you know, how's this been for you and your team, you know, for this past year? It hasn't really affected me in any sort of way because when you run a business and you're looking to establish a name for yourself, whether there's a, a global pandemic going on or it's just another normal year, people, people like to make excuses and this is maybe unpopular. This may turn a couple people off, but most people um, put all of their eggs in one basket with one job. And if you put all of your eggs in one basket with one stream of income, if something happens to that industry, you're screwed. Um, yeah. And that's why the average millionaire has seven streams of income. So if something happens, say they own restaurants, um, but they own a healthcare company, it balances <laughs> out the equation. Yeah. Um, so you always got to be thinking differently. And that's what I'm looking to do is to have different areas that I'm passionate about, but also to make sure that I'm uh, not so invested in one thing where if something affects it, that it's going to take me down. You want to make sure that you have um, lots of balance and it's important to also have different hobbies as well. I mean, a lot of people don't have hobbies and they found themselves stuck at home. They're like, what do I do? I'm like, <laughs> you have, you have, we have everything we want. Like you, you can yeah. get books on audible, you can get games. I mean, you have, we have computers, we have phones, we have everything at our disposal, but when, uh, your life doesn't go your way, people, people play the, you know, poor little old me card. I got you. No, that's a great, uh, that's a great way to look at it too. I mean, we do have, you know, at our hands, a lot of different options and ways to you know, take care of ourselves. Um, now you've started, you know, so from college, like you said, you got into personal finance, helping, you know, people not doing the traditional number crunch, but you've also started three companies since college. So is that right? Yeah. So I had, I, I did have a rental house and that would, that would be considered another income stream, but I sold it in November just because um, in Jacksonville right now, supply is super low. When supply is super low, that drives, that drives prices up. Plus interest yeah. rates are super low. So people who couldn't afford my house or didn't have the purchasing power could now afford 
more buying power. So obviously, um, I bought my um, I bought my property about five years ago, and it went up about fifty percent in value, which is uncommon for real estate. Real estate typically goes up about three to four percent on average, and I was able mm-hmm. to, you know, two and a half times that in a short period of time. So I, I just thought like, hey, let me get out now. I made a profit. Then I'm going to take out all my, you know, debt, student loan done, car done, money in the bank. Let's start reinvesting into these other businesses and really just gave myself the flexibility to uh, be able to dabble in lots of different things. So um, current projects I'm working on right now is uh, got the Millennials Guide blog, got 369 Financial to educate people on the best ways to grow their wealth. I also have a golf invention. It's called Don't Have a Stroke. Um, to help, <laughs> I yeah, need, don't I have a stroke. That. I need, yeah. That. So it's a it's to help golfers with their mental game so that they can reach their maximum potential. And then another side project I got into is uh, my old Series Seven tutor from the first job that I had out of school started a, a classic car restoration company. So what we're doing, what he's doing there, it's kind of like a hedge fund mm-hmm. for classic cars. We put a little bit of money in. We sell the car for a certain price and we're able to get um, share in the profits while also, um, you know, working on some pretty cool cars. We're working yeah. on the 1980 Mercedes SLC coupe. So if you ever seen Narcos, the Mercedes that they're driving, that's yep. the sort of Mercedes that we're working on right now. Um, and then lastly, I'm also uh, working on a book that my goal is to get it out by next year. So it's going to be a, I don't have a name yet, but it's definitely going to be like a, a, uh, a Bible for adulting um, to it. act as a guide for people to uh, have some sort of idea what to do when they get out of college, because colleges don't care about teaching you how to navigate the adult life. All they care about is getting you a job so that yeah. when kids are applying to college, they can say, Oh, you know, 95% of our students get jobs out of school. So you look at it and on the front end as a 18 year old kid, you're like, Oh, this is great. But then on the back end, you're not thinking what happens after I graduate. Because yeah. college is only four years of our life, yeah, and that's a it's small a fraction of, um, yeah, that's a small fraction of um, the life that we're actually going to live. I love it, man. Yeah, I look forward to the name. I mean, you know, unconventional money guy. I, I can't wait to see what you come up with. So now, you know, working in you know working in the finance field, I'm sure you and and helping educate and your your clients. I'm sure there's a lot of myths. Um, you know, so if you had to debunk, you know, probably the, the one that really gets you, what would that be? Yeah. Hmm. What, what do you see? What do you see people doing nowadays? Are you in the Robin hood game? Like a lot of people got into during the pandemic or I've got crypto. Yeah. Crypto, uh, crypto. I get more Robin hood requests nowadays than, um, almost to the point where I'm like, I'll just give it a shot. So Robin, Robin hood just got fined $65 million today. Really? Okay. So I guess the idea being that a little app is not going to save all your wealth like it should. Well, the, well, the the thing is that back in the day and back in the day, I mean like early 1920s. So about a hundred years ago, when you wanted to buy an investment, it was, uh, it was hard. You had to find someone, you had to talk to them, you had to sign paperwork, you had to get it, you know, you had to know where to go. And typically only the wealthy people could gain access to that information. But now we all have, a, you know, we have these things yep, and yep. within uh, 10 minutes, I could be trading on Robinhood with no experience, yeah. 
They give me my little free stock, whatever that may be. And I'm off to the races. Um, and since it's so accessible and since it's so easy, that's what these platforms want. They want to make it easy because people don't like going through pain. Like people don't, <laughs> most people don't like going to the gym. People don't like working. You know, people don't yeah. want to put in the work, but when it comes to being successful, um, I believe uh, Zig Ziglar said it, that there's, there's no elevator to success. You know, the elevator's closed. You got to take the stairs. Yeah. And with investing, um, a lot of people are having uh, false positives. And what I mean by that, it's very easy to make money when the stock market's going up in value. But where you separate yourselves from, you know, the novices from the Olympic athletes is what were you doing back in March? Oh, me personally, uh, you know, doing, doing what I do every day, you know, calling clients, yeah. uh, working, you know, working with partners and, you know, what brings, what gets business, you know, going out, meeting right. people, engaging with clients, doing consults, you know, the staples, I guess. Yeah. So like in March, when a lot of people were freaking out in the stock market, going on the defensive, I was going on the offensive because okay. when things go down very quickly, it's typically a short term knee jerk reaction. Mm -hmm. um, when things start to go down slowly and it's like someone stabs you with a, uh, a knife that's like jagged and they start twisting yeah. it. That's when we know we're in trouble. Um, so essentially to answer your question, it, your original question is what's the one myth? And the one myth is that you can't be good at everything, even if you want to. Right. And when it comes to investing, you have a lot of people who want to do it themselves. And that's cool. But unless you're going to make this a part of your life and you're going to take the time to learn it, study it, and watch it, then it's not worth your time. You need to be spending time selling mortgages or you know, selling houses, because that's what's going to make you the greatest amount of income, not trading in the stock market. Yeah. Yeah. So relying, you know, having that, that expert, trusting that expert and finding someone who's there on your behalf. So I guess yeah. it's nice. Yeah, absolutely. Problem, no, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And a big problem is, I mean, a lot of people don't want to pay for things. You know, yeah. Everyone wants something for free, but these are the same, you know, these are the same people who will go Starbucks, pay eight bucks for a, uh, you know, nickel coffee. Yeah. So it's like, where, it's like, where are your priorities? Like, I mean, even the best investors, Warren Buffett has a team, um, you know, the sports teams, they have, they have coaches, they have teammates. Um, and it just comes down to a quote I really love. I don't know if you ever heard it, but it, I think it's from like an African proverb or something. It says, if you want to go fast, you go alone. Yep. But if you want to go far, you got to go to, you got to go together. And the only way to get up to the next level is you got to be willing to pay other people for their expertise so that you can delegate tasks. So you can focus on what's important to you. Yeah, no. And that's a, that's a really, really great way to look at it because I mean, you know, in a parallel and when I talk to my clients, I'm like, you know, you're, you're putting together a team, you know, you, but because you can't be an expert in everything. I'm not an expert in, in everything, but I have my own team behind me, backing me up. I mean, and I think that's the, like you put, I mean, you, everybody and whatever it is, whether it's your finances, whether it's, I mean, just about in any profession that you need in your life is having someone there to help you with it. So I think that's a really great way to, 
you know, um, to look at life and, you know, and what, obviously the advice you're giving to your clients and your friends, you know, cause you work with your friends a lot. It sounds like they trust you because you're there to support them. So, well, uh, you'd be surprised. I mean, um, I, I wouldn't say a lot of my friends invest with me or family. I mean, uh, it, when you open up businesses, the people who show up will surprise you. And the people who don't show up will also surprise you. Yeah. Um, cause people don't, I mean, people just don't care, man. I mean, when it comes down to it, um, opening up a business, like no one's showing up and say, Hey, congrats, Nick. Hey, congrats, Josh. How can I help you? It's more of just like, Oh, like, um, let's see if that works out for him. <laughs> and then once they be, get to a certain level, then perhaps I'll reach out. Um, yeah. so, I mean, it's not like, I had families or a network where I could just tap into and say, all right, let's open up accounts and start putting money in. No, it's like a grind every single day just to get a message out there because through social media, I mean, you only see a small percentage of the posts that your connections even make. And in this day and age, we have access to all the information that we need to be successful, but the information that people think is true is already at the top and you have to really dig to find out where the best information is in certain areas. Yeah. Yeah. Finding the best value, getting the best return. So, you know, absolutely. Mm -hmm. No, and it's true. I mean, I think that's true for anybody in whatever profession, whether you're a roofer or not. So, you know, being the expert, but also getting your word out there. I mean, and obviously you're, you, you're unconventional in how you do it. I mean, I don't see other financial guys, um, doing videos, helping educate and getting a word out. So where did that, um, inspiration come from to do that? Well, you just got to do things differently if you want to get a result that no one else is getting. I mean, yeah. if, if you if you want to if you want something cheap, you know, you go to Walmart. <laughs> if you want to build if you if you if you want to build your own house, go to Home Depot, go to Lowe's. Yeah. But if you want something that is going to be high class, a high um, value, then you got to think outside the box. So I challenged myself for the last fifty days of twenty twenty to post one video a day. Um, and the average age of financial advisors right now is 55. So if you think you're a 55 year old male, female, you don't want to do videos. You don't want to do technology. Um, a lot of these people didn't keep up with the times and they live in a world that they don't understand. They're like, why do people do TikTok? Why do people do social media? Because they don't understand the power of social media. Like I could post a video and let's just say 30 people see it. That's 30 people that saw my face that all I had to do was post a video, sit in this office. I didn't have to go to a networking event. I didn't have to sling business cards. I didn't have to do this. Like I could do everything right here. And it all comes down to how much time you're using. You got to use your time wisely because we all have 24 hours a day. So the best way to get your message out is to um, share it with the world, which can be really scary. And when you share your message with the world, you're going to start to get trolls and you got to know how to deal with those trolls because there are people who are going to say um, mean things about you. Yeah. And you basically, all I do is just kill them with kindness is like, whatever they say, I go, you know, that's very interesting. Like, can you help me? I'll ask like, Hey, like you didn't like this. Can you help? Can you give me some tips on how I can do this better? Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. The responses that you get, because, um, some people may take it as like an attack, but mm-hmm. it's really hard to know through words what the dialect of someone's intention is. Maybe they're not even trying to be mean, but you're a little sensitive. Um, so you just got to make sure that you don't take it in the wrong light and, um, just kill people with the kindness and it completely debunks the situation. I can, uh, a perfect example is I'm part of a, um, 
a Facebook golf group. Yeah. And I put, I posted it, something in there. I said, Hey, I had like the shanks in golf and the shanks is like when you can't hit the ball. Yeah. And I was like, does anyone, does anyone have any tips? And one of the tips, the very first tip I got was, um, take up fishing. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Very like, very, and, and, very yeah, helpful. very helpful. Another tip was like for golfers. Very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Then another tip was like, quit, take up fishing and then quit fishing. Like things like that. Like, I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Like people are just so mean. Um, but it's, it's, I find it funny. I feel bad for those people that they have to attempt to ruffle other people's feathers just so that they can feel better about themselves. Um, but you, you gotta be strong. You got a lot of people have a message. They just don't know how to say it. So you really got to figure out and look deep down inside, um, who, who you are as a person and who you want to be. And, the easiest person to be is yourself. And if you dress yourself and you're genuine and you're not putting on a performance, eventually over time, like you found me, like people will find you. Um, yeah. It's just, it's a, it takes a long time. I mean, it's, I mean, I've probably posted 70 videos this year and you finally just saw one. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, the algorithm, what it is, obviously the determination, I mean, to, to still do it. I mean, you're still doing it. You're still getting your word out there and it'll grow. I mean, you know, so, and I think it's amazing too. I mean, there's, you know, same kind of the idea in my industry of like how you get your message out there and it takes time and dedication. I mean, just like starting a business, you know, same for anybody. Um, especially like this past year, you know, it's been tough, but you know, you looked at it a different way with 2020 and you're like, okay, I'm going to, pivot, make some other choices and try another route and make it happen. So awesome, man. Well, so when you, you know, so you're the unconventional money guy, your goal is to help educate and protect your clients' finances, give them more wealth. I mean, what would be some, you know, such and some tips just, and cause your videos are so important. I mean, you know, what would be somebody wanting to get started? You know, obviously they should reach out to you, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be the ultimate goal. Um, yeah. I mean, the goal of any business is how do you get clout in an industry that's full of people? Um, how do you become that go-to person? How do you become a, if you're in the mortgage industry, how do you get to be rocket mortgage where people just call? How do yeah. you become Warren Buffett where if he opened up an investment firm, he wouldn't have to do any marketing. It would just be like, you know, get your sales team, watch the phones ring. Like, how do you get to that point where people are reaching out to you rather than you reaching out to people? And that comes from providing perpetual value. People see value in what you do and who you are as a person. And if you don't provide enough value, then you're going to have to be on the offensive and showing people your worth, which is going to come with a lot of doors slammed in your face along the way, which can um, be demoralizing, but it's just part of the process. Yeah. So, I mean, with me, I mean, most people just don't have a strategy at all. I'll ask Nick, what's your investment strategy? And the answer will be Robin hood <laughs> or, 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 or stocks or, or mutual funds or crypto, or, 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 crypto. Or, but that's, that's a product. That's not a strategy. Yeah. And without a strategy, you're just working harder, not smarter, kind of yeah. like going to the gym. It's like, what do you do? You know, what do I do when they go to the gym? First thing I do, I stretch, you know, once I stretch, I get loose. Then I maybe go do my workout. Then what do I do after my workout? Maybe I'll stretch again. Maybe I'll um, go on an elliptical, do a little uh, cardio, but you have to have an order of operations to do something. Otherwise you're just going to be doing, you know, 
D before A, A before Z, and you're just going to be all over the place. And yeah. when things hit the fan and you don't have a plan of action, you're going to be lost and asking for advice from people that really don't know what they're doing either. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I mean, and it's, it's just funny because in the same way with a, with someone buying a home, I tell them it's like, it's all strategy, you know, it's getting prepared. So it's, it's interesting to see just how parallel sometimes different industries can be because it's, it's just having a plan in place. So yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, why is it, like you may ask someone, why are you looking at million dollar houses when you can only afford 300? Yeah. Or do you like, would you even want to, you know, who wants, do you want to make that payment, you know, and then walking them down that path of this is what it looks like, you know, because it is an investment. So, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, are you, um, so you ended up here in Jacksonville. Um, are you from the area? I forgot to ask. Uh, I grew up outside of Orlando. Uh, in a place called Longwood. Okay. So it's about 30, 40 minutes from Disney World. Okay. And then I uh, went to Florida State up in Tallahassee. Then I got my job here in Jacksonville. So I call it the Florida Triangle. Orlando, <laughs> Tallahassee, Jacksonville. You know, we got a nice little triangle there. Yeah, man. Uh, Absolutely. So uh, I've been here ever since. Uh, I've always lived near the beach. Um, I love the beach area. But the cool part about Jacksonville is just a lot of different areas. Like, I mean, you can be living on the river and then within 10 or 15 minutes, you could be at the beach, getting your surf on or getting your sand yeah. sun on. So it's like a little bit of both worlds, a little bit of everything for everyone, which is cool. Um, and it's been amazing to see how much growth the city has had in the last seven years. Like when I first moved here, it was very Southern. Um, people really aren't very open-minded that are, uh, this, this probably get me in trouble, but I don't care. Like if you're a native Jacksonvillian, like you're, you're really not so open-minded as the people who are like moving here, you're looking for friends. Right, and right. I mean, that's one of the things that you got to do is you got to, you got to have new friends. Like you can't hang out with the same five people every weekend or every happy hour and expect to grow. Like you got to be able to be willing to branch out. And a question I ask people is, I mean, how many people do you still talk to from high school? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a one, much one, two, maybe. I think I messaged somebody like months ago that I went to school with, you know, just saying, Hey, and that's about it. So, yeah, I, I mean, you always want to be, yeah, I mean, you always want to be progressing. You always want to be moving forward. And I mean, if you want to be a high income earner, you got to hang around other people that want to be high income earners. So, I mean, you have to hang out with like minded people and be open minded to, you know, outside interests that um, you can't be scared to like lose your friends just because like, it's a little scary. Like you always yeah. got to be looking for where the opportunities are. Nice. So now you've been here for a while. What for you is uh, kind of like the best kept secret in the 904? Oh, the best kept secret of the <laughs> 904. I don't know if it's a secret, but I mean, Catullo's Italian restaurant, bro on San Pablo, that place is the bomb. It's like a little Italian place. They have this dish called pear fiocchi and it's Ooh. like little pasta with pear like baked inside of it. And okay. it is phenomenal. It is life-changing pasta. Like I even had a friend tell me he's been to Italy and the pasta at Catullo's was better than what he had in Italy. That, that, that may be a little, uh, that's, that's, a that's a bold statement. Yeah. That's a bold statement for uh, the bold, the bold city, but that's what he said. That's not what I said. Cause I've never been to Italy, yeah. um, but that's like a super cool, you know, secret. I mean, I think 
Jacksonville is one of the top places for golf in the country as well. I mean, we have lots of A plus golf courses here. Um, so, I mean, if you're a golfer, I mean, you have so many phenomenal courses, obviously everyone knows about the players, uh, that happens every year, but I mean, Jacksonville is going to be a place I feel that's going to be kind of like, um, in the future, this is, uh, you know, getting my crystal ball out. I, I feel like we're a very innovative place. Um, so this is definitely a place to be if you're looking to move here or you already live here and you're looking to move elsewhere. Like you want to be in a city that's growing with you. Um, if you go to Chicago or New York or Los Angeles, those cities are maxed out and yeah. you're going to find yourself in a uh, big pond with lots of big fish rather than Jacksonville. If you've been here and you've been a part of the community, people, that's the only way to build trust is to be part of the community for a long time. It's like, how long you been here? I mean, that's one of the most common questions people ask um, when you first meet them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I grew up in um, Fernandina beach and there was this, there's a bridge where, you know, you've got the people who live on the Island you got the people who live off the Island and there's a, there's a loyalty. It's like, if you're off the Island, you, you were different. And if you're on the Island, you were, you know, on the other side. So, but, it depended if were you from the area. So, and that's the great thing about Jax is like you said, I mean, the, the growth's been insane. You know, I've lived in this area all my life and except when I went to Florida state. So, um, Woo. yeah. And, uh, but it is, I mean, I'm so excited to see the growth, um, it, or the more, more growth because everything that's happening has been great. I will definitely have to check out that restaurant cause I've never made that. And my mom and dad went to Italy and they sit and, now they make their own pasta. Like that's how, ah, uh, yeah. So I'll have to take them there and be like, is it, what do you think? So maybe it'll remind them there. Yeah. Awesome. Man. Yeah. I actually took three years of Italian in college. It was part of my major. So, uh, I guess we, we, it would say, uh, I think, uh, Andiamo Mangiare. That's a restaurant in, uh, Ponte Vedra, And I said, let's go eat. So, uh, Nick and I can go Andiamo yeah. to Catullo's. Let's go to Catullo's. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. All right. So for people to connect with you, what would be the best way to do that? I mean, you can find anyone nowadays. So I mean, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, just Google Josh Krafchick. I'll come up. Um, it's super simple. If you want to yeah. talk to me, you can find me. Um, well, we'll put your, uh, we'll put your, uh, social media links in the, uh, the posts as well as, uh, down below. And then we'll also, Make sure your contact information's in there. But yeah, uh, if you're looking for finance, because you know 2021 is coming, and like Josh said, having a plan in place, thinking ahead—that's the best course of action. You know, having a trusted partner in that, and who can walk you through that. So I definitely encourage anybody if they need some financial help, reach out to the unconventional money guy. Okay, but Josh, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it, and. Uh, yeah, we'll see you again. Yeah, man. Happy to be part of episode two. Um, excited to see the, the growth that you have and um, anything I can do to get the message out there. Perhaps you'll have me back on again. Maybe we'll get yeah. a lot of requests like, hey, I want that guy back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so uh, I will accept anytime you want me um, and anyone that's listening out there. Um, the goal here is, you know, show value first. And then once you show enough value, then you can start to ask for the business rather than you ask for the business to show value second. Um, yeah. it's a, it's a harder road. You're not going to get, you know, quick business, but you're also not going to turn as many people off as you would. And you'll attract more people 
um, by conveying a message that is uh, genuine to yourself and genuine to your brand. And you'll find yourself 10 years down the road living the life that you uh, never thought could happen. Great words to end with. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate it, man. We'll talk soon. Peace, Nick. Yeah, Bye. bye.